chapter 6, 1 through 10. Isaiah chapter 6, 1 through 10. When you have it, say amen. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings. With twain, he covered his face, and with twain, he covered his feet, and with twain, he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for mine eyes have seen the King of the Lord of hosts. Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar, and he laid it upon my mouth, and said, Lo! This hath touched thy lips, and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy sin purged. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who shall go for us? Then said I, Here am I. Send me. You may be seated. If you can... Before we go any further, I want you to say out loud, this word is for me. Amen. What we want to talk about this morning is being a volunteer. I wonder if you can say again, this word is for me. Here in, in, in verse 8, Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Today, today the Lord wants to know who can he send. Who is willing to be a volunteer? Who is able to stand up to the task? Now let's just let me say, when children see professional athletes play and they hear about the money they make and see the fun that they have in playing the game, when a child grows up, they say, that's what I want to be. That's what I want to do. So they volunteer and they go out for it from playing t-ball, touch football to basketball. It's all playing and having fun. They really don't pay attention to the rules. They just, they're playing. 
All they know, they want to run or they want to shoot or they want to hit. But over the years, as they grow, as others become as good, even some better, they find that they have to work twice as hard and put in twice the time. Now you volunteer your time to get better. The time you spend with your friends, you now spend practicing with yourself. Now some begin to think and say, maybe this is not what I want to be. Maybe volunteering my time has become a bad idea. Maybe I need to volunteer to do something else. People seem to volunteer as long as it's fun and not a sacrifice, as long as it's safe and doesn't take much work. Who wants to volunteer to eat cookies? Can I, can I get uh, two volunteers to come up and get a coat? See how quickly? Now, can I, can I get two volunteers to clean the parking lot? As long as it doesn't mean work, it's easy to get volunteers. And surely, when you look out there and see what you got to do, you change your mind in volunteering. A volunteer is a person that offers their service by their own free will. Their own free will came up here and got their coat. Not force. Didn't nobody coach them. But willingly, their own free will, they came up. Volunteering is not always easy. It means sacrifice, a willing sacrifice. It means giving your 100. It means doing things that you did not necessarily intend to do. Willingly, no complaints, no murmurs. I didn't hear nobody murmuring when they came up and got that coat. But they had a reason, a reason to volunteer. Sometimes volunteering means getting your hands dirty. Sometimes it means making tough decisions. If you go out there in that parking lot, you're going to have some tough decisions to make. Sometimes it's something that no one else wants to do. You don't always know what will come with a task of volunteering. Am I, am I telling the truth here? Uh, 
when I was in the army, I was told, don't volunteer for anything. Be careful what you volunteer for. So one day in training, a sergeant asked this question. How many of you have driver's license? He was all standing in line, getting ready to do the task that was required. He said, we need some drivers. There are all kinds of people raising their hands. Ooh, 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 ooh. Going through your mind. I'm going to drive a tank. I'm going to drive a truck. Nobody wanted to do the exercise that was scheduled for that day. So the sergeant picked the people that he needed, who volunteered, and they went on to do the service that was required of them. We found out later at dinner, the four wheels they drove was pushing the lawnmower. You see, when it comes to man and volunteering, you should know what you are volunteering for. Amen. Because ain't no telling what's behind their mind. But I'm glad God does not deceive you. He does not tell you to do it, draft you to do it, force you to do it, and does not make you feel bad if you don't do it. God's not looking for half sacrifice or part-time volunteering. Paul said, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service Amen. that you volunteer to do. God was living volunteers. In the kingdom of God, the Lord is looking for those who will willingly say, Lord, send me. Those who think of others and not themselves first. When you see something that needs to be done, or when you see something who needs, someone who needs something, do you volunteer or do you wait for someone to ask you? First John 3 and 17 says, but whosoever hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwell the love of God in him? If you see and walk away because you have not been asked, what have you done? Let's, let's look at what happened to King Uzziah. We always hear about Isaiah and how he saw the Lord and and, and about him saying, Lord, hear am I, send me. But what caused this to come upon Uzziah? What happened to him between his birth and his death? Is there something we can learn from it? So we can say, Lord, hear am I, send me. Or see the Lord before someone dies. Let's go to 2 Chronicles chapter 26. I'm going to pick out some verses to read, but at your own leisure and for your own understanding, 
Please read the entire chapter for yourself. Second Chronicles 26, starting with verse 1. says, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father, Amaziah. At 16, you don't know nothing. Even then, at the age of 16, they had tutors until they were of age to carry on the task. A 16-year-old can't make a decision in the household, yet alone the country. Most 16-year-olds, all they know is eat, sleep, and video. Maybe a little further, but not much. Some of us have received Christ at an early age. We're young and didn't know much, so we need instruction. Others received him at a later age. But you still would be young and don't know nothing and need instruction. But just like Uzziah was made king by the people of Judah, we have been made sons and daughters by Father God. Uzziah reigned 52 years. Verse 4 says, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah did. Meaning his father brought him up right. The Bible teaches fathers to bring their children up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Just like Uzziah, when we first got saved, we started out strong. Oh, had a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. We volunteered and did all kinds of things. I knew it. Let me. Verse 5 says, And he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Are you seeing this? As long as he sought the Lord, he was prosperous. When your real trouble comes, when it really begins, could it be when you stop seeking the Lord? Could it be when others became more important? Could it be after you began to forsake the assembly of God? The Bible tells us to draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. Huh? You got to make the effort. He already did what he's supposed to do. He sent his son. Draw nigh unto God. Come to him and he'll come to you. If we quit coming to him, if we quit seeking his face, we cut the blessing off that he wants to give us. It was cut the line of communication that we need. Not only did God make him to prosper, but Uzziah warred against the Philistines and God helped him. Today, the battle is not yours. Oh, come on, somebody. Fear, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. 
We got to rest in him and let him do. See, sometimes we, we, I do it, I do it out of my own mighty strength. And then we get tired. The battle is the Lord's. Know what the word says and let him fight your battle. If you let God, he will do what needs to be done. Hebrews 2.18 tells us this. For in that he himself, being Jesus, has suffered, being tempted, he is able to secure, which means to help them that are tempted. Oh, you're going through a temptation. Jesus done been through what you're going through. What you have to do, he done did. He can help you get through what you got to go through if you let him. Look at verse 8 of 2 Chronicles 26. And the Amorites gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad even to the entering into end of Egypt, for he strengthened himself exceedingly. Uzziah was doing and receiving great things. Uzziah was in and doing the will of the Lord. He also made engines in Jerusalem, invented by cunning men. He he built towers in the desert and dug wells. He had a lot of cattle in the land. Fighting men went out to battle for him. He had thousands under him. But look at what it says in verse 16. But when... He was strong. His heart was filled. His heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord, his God, and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. Isn't that what's happening to Satan? Can anybody see that it's what's happening to our nation? Isn't this what is happening to people personally today? They are being lifted up in their heart. The Bible tells us that pride goes before destruction. The wicked through pride of his continence will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. A man's pride shall bring him low. Pride comes before fall. We usually call it going, things going to your head. Now it says in verse 16, it said this, he went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar. Saints, he did not belong there. And this was something he was not supposed to do. It was a task and a place for the priests only. Verse 17 said, and Azariah the priest went in after him, with him fourscore priests of the Lord that were valiant men. He didn't go to the king alone. He took 80 more. Four scores is 80. He took 80 more priests with him. They were men of courage and determination. They went to him knowing, you don't belong here. You should not be in here doing what you're doing. They knew God, and it was trying to save him from what was to come, even though they didn't know what it was that was going to come, but they were trying to protect him from what was going to happen because 
man, you ain't, you don't belong here. Something gonna happen. Pastors are given to you according to God's heart. To feed you with knowledge and understanding. To save you from the fate that may happen. Even though he don't know what it is. But it's for your sake. You are here for a reason to hear what is being said. I don't know why. There may be something from A to Z that may help you. Amen. See, you, you said this word is for me. Amen. Well, it was for me first. But it's for you also. Look at verse 19. Then Uzziah was wroth. We call it hot, angry. Other words as well, but I'm not going to use those. Amen. And had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priest, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house of the Lord from beside the incense altar. Do we sometimes go places we shouldn't? I'm not talking about you being someplace in the church that you shouldn't be. I'm talking about the church and you being someplace it shouldn't be. Remember, we are the church. And you take this church places that it should not be. And then things happen. And you wonder why they happen. Leprosy is a contagious disease that causes ulcers of the skin and bones, which leads to paralysis and gangrene. Ulcers are lesions of the skin accompanied by formation of pus. Gangrene is death and decay of the body tissue. Taking the church someplace it should not be causes leprosy, ulcers, and gangrene to occur in you. It is called sin. Sin is a contagious disease that spreads through the body. It will cause spiritual ulcers and gangrene. It will cause spiritual death. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. The difference in Uzziah's case and ours is when you go where God has delivered you from, God does not put the disease on you. Did y'all hear what I said? See, we got Jesus. So when you go where you're not supposed to go, God is not putting it upon you. You're putting it upon yourself. Now, let's see what Uzziah got. Verse 20. And there's a liar, the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead. And they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself hasted also to go out, because the Lord had smitten him. Not only did the, the priests flee, but Uzziah got out there quickly as too. See, this was not a clean leprosy. This was the worst one. How many know there's nothing clean or good about sin? Thank God for Jesus that he found a cure. And it was only by his blood that we can be cleansed 
from sin. Verse 21. And Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death and dwelt in a several house being a leper for he was cut off from the house of the Lord. And Jotham his son was over the king's house judging the people of the land. There's much that can be said and learned here. When we have done what we have done to our body may follow us unto death. But it does not define who we are in life. Leprosy cut Uzziah off from the house of the Lord. But because of Christ, we are not cut off from the house of God. Uzziah could no longer be in the presence of the people. But we can still volunteer and be in the presence of God and the people. Isaiah said, in the year that I saw Uzziah die, I saw the Lord. We can say, as our flesh dies, we also see the Lord. God did not take Uzziah's life in his disobedience. Even though he had this dying disease, he was still allowed to live out his life. And God has not taken our life in our disobedience. Even in our disobedience, he forgives us if we repent. By Jesus, he has not taken our life, but has given us life. The other thing, no one is invincible or unreplaceable. God can use who he chooses and remove who he wants. Psalm 75 and 7 said, but God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up, sets down another. He does what needs to be done. See, we are given a choice of who we want to be, but guess who puts them up? I'm putting this one up because y'all ain't doing what y'all supposed to do. Well, I'm putting this one up so I can get done what needs to be done. That's why we need to, whoever is up, we need to pray for those that are in authority. Amen. That whatever they do, we can lead a quiet and peaceful life. Now, I, I ain't just talking about praying for the president of the United States. Y'all better pray for Putin. Pray for that rascal over there in Korea. Whoever it is over China. One in Canada. Pray for all. Not a, you better pray for the, for the mayor. For the police. They're they getting, they getting out of. They're going out cold. Pray for those that are in authority. Pray for your pastor. Amen. Amen. So you see, God puts up. He brings down. You can choose, but God has selected. We should give thanks to Jesus for dying for us. And that God's anger did not take us out in our foolishness. We who are in Christ, by the way of volunteering, let us receive one another as Christ received us. Let us follow after the things which make for peace. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness. Let us walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. Let us do good to all, especially those of the household of faith. 
When I think of volunteering, I want to read this because this is what Jesus volunteered and did for us. Let us close with this scripture. Revelation chapter 5, 1 through 10. This is actually what Jesus did for us. Verse 1 says, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven, nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to, to look thereon. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not. Behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, had prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent forth into all the earth. And it came... And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them the harps and golden veils of, full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, to open the seals thereof. For thou hast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. And has made us unto our God kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. Jesus is our volunteer who did it all willingly. Why won't you volunteer your life to him today? With that, my time is up. And I thank you for yours.